It's April 19th. I'm Times Union reporter Philip Heilman. Joining me over the phone, Times Union reporter Ryan O'Haller. And Ryan, we just sat through the state of the franchise. What is the state of the franchise? Well, it's uh, improving. Uh, I, I think that, you know, it's a miracle what winning can do to the financial health of an organization. I mean, there's still challenges for the Jaguars because of market size, because of the stadium. But, um, you know, they should be encouraged by the fact that they're selling a couple hundred new season tickets a day. Um, you know, they're going to, you know, the lower bowls probably going to be all season tickets. Uh, you know, so more people are getting interested, um, and, and that's what they got to capitalize on from a business standpoint. But uh, I know you are all about the uniforms. Oh, all about them. I think I uh, compared them to the personality of a potato salad. But uh, it, to me, it just it struck me as we took a swing for the fence last time and people made fun of us. This time, we're just going to hit a solid stand-up double. And really, that's what it is. I think the teal uniform is fine. I think the white uniform is a little bit plain. And I think the black one looks sort of just like every other black uniform. The one thing that I kind of disagreed with was with you know, Shot Khan and Mark Lambing, they both sort of said, you know, this, these uniforms are decidedly Jaguar. Well, no, they're not, because the white ones look like Penn State. The black ones look like something that, you know, the Raiders could be, you know, wearing or you know, any college team. And to me, it just I just kind of disagree with that assessment that they were, you know, decidedly Jaguar. Yeah, they were. I mean, if they're going, if they're going for vanilla, they achieved it. Um, you know, the all-black uniform looked like uh, the uh, Miami Sharks in any given Sunday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I was hoping that the helmet would be matted black, uh, but it's not. But I think they just wanted to, they, they just like, as you said, they wanted to go 180 degrees from what they did have. Um, I mean, right now the pants don't even have a stripe on it. It's just the football pants. So um, I was underwhelmed by the uniform uh, part of the equation. But, yeah, and what was interesting think, to me as well was, you know, Shot Khan, you asked him, you know, was this sort of one of the first ones you saw and you settled on it, or did you go through quite a few? And he said, no, we went through quite a few, and obviously we ran out of time. So that to me was, you know, maybe they didn't love these either, but it was sort of the best of a bunch that, you know, they felt comfortable with. And also the other on the other side is, is Nike presented them maybe with um, – you know, not radical, but, you know, interesting designs. And the Jaguars just wanted to continue to, uh, you know, go more, tr- you know, plain. I don't think these even are traditional. I think they're just, uh, you know, the conservative. Uh, and, and, you know, they're going to sell a ton of teal jerseys. And, 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 and that's, you know, obviously is a uh, goal of that uniform change. But uh, I just thought that maybe in this day and age, they could have added uh, a little more uh, pizzazz to it. Yeah, so that was not a swing and a miss, but I would say probably, you know, like I said, a a solid base that it was fine. You know, they're not going to get made fun of. Obviously, the uniforms getting leaked at the airport last night and into this morning was, you know, kind of another example. This franchise can't quite get where it needs to go without having a few bumps along the way. But what else did you take away from the state of the franchise today, whether it be Lot J, the shipyards, anything else you heard? Well, let's talk about the development of Lot J. Is you know, I thought the shipyards would just become a rumor when they didn't have it on their agenda uh, on one of the PowerPoint slides. But I think they wanted just to include that to include that. But you know, this is this is a shod con go to when he does not like the pace of something, he moves on to something else. That's Lot J. I mean, a couple years ago, that was a rumor. I mean, that's for parking. Of course, you got to have Lot J to park. 
but it's 1,700 spots going by the wayside. And the other thing about Lajay that I was underwhelmed by was the office space. I thought it was going to be a complete entertainment district with a big movie theater, restaurants, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it just looked like it looked like an extension of what downtown really is right now, which is not very appealing. I mean, they're obviously going to do a good job on it, but it um, it it I think it goes back to your phrase. It was a stand-up double, um, and I think they wanted to do the path of least resistance. They wanted to put something out there that they could, you know, break ground on uh, once the 2018 season is over. Yeah, and the thing to remember is if you go back to when they initially released the renderings for what the amphitheater and the practice facility were going to look like, I mean, it was radically different than what we have now sitting next to Everbank Field. So this is sort of just, it almost to me is like, this is our pie in the sky. Like, you know, here are a few things that we would really like to have happen uh, just in terms of, you know, where they are geographically and in sort of the vision that we have kicking around. But then once they actually are, you know, putting shovel into dirt, it can get significantly different. The thing that I don't really see a need for is, a, you know, a high-end hotel in that area. I just don't know mm-hmm. that you're going to have, you know, it's not a bustling business district. It's not, you know, a, a destination for people to go to other than seven Sundays a year. Uh, you know, maybe a few concerts here and there. I just don't, I don't know, you know, they want downtown Jacksonville to be something. And maybe in 10, 15, 20 years, it starts to get to where they think it's going to be. But right now, I just don't see the, you know, sort of the support for, you know, some of the ideas they have. A couple things on the hotel. I mean, I think that's the, you know, if it's a Four Seasons, Shad wants a Four Seasons. Um, that, he's going to try and make that happen regardless if it makes a lot of sense. But when they roll this out, is the question I'm asking myself is, will any of this make me go downtown? Um, and right now the answer is no. I mean, I go downtown 200 times a year. Let's go to work at the stadium. It's okay. Is there going to be um, some great, high, you know, great restaurants in the Lot J development? Um, is there going to be a couple of hotels where maybe if you have family and friends coming in for the weekend, they get, they stay down they stay downtown instead of staying on the south side? You know, and also the other thing is, okay, where are the businesses going to relocate from to to fill these office buildings? So, I, I, I you know, uh, it's an admirable cause, but it's going to be interesting to see what the city's reaction is uh, for when they're asked to pay for their part of the freight. Yeah, exactly, and. To me, there's a big difference in, well, Shad Khan wants a Four Seasons and Shad Khan wants a Starbucks. A Starbucks is a little bit more doable than putting a Four Seasons in that's going to take, you know, a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of effort. Anyway, that's years down the road if it even gets there. Uh, another thing that I thought, you know, that kind of grabbed my attention today, which I think is a good thing and is something that will be helpful for the Jaguars next season, is uh, how fast they say they're renewing season tickets and how fast, uh, you know, season ticket holders are being added. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they weren't going to give any percentages on that, uh, but you know they have to believe that, that you have to believe renewals are going at a pretty good rate, and you know they are uh, you know selling a lot more new season tickets. I talked to Mark Lamping afterwards, and he said he doesn't expect you know he goes if this goes great they'll have fifty thousand season tickets. Um, that means there's seventeen thousand tickets available for the people who want uh, single game uh, you know purchases. So that seems a little high think- to me. Yeah, and, and, and he said and he said that's the high end. So um, you know, people who want to go to the games this year aren't going to need season tickets, but when they go on sale Thursday night, 
should probably think about getting it uh, done. So I, I, um, that's important yeah, for the so, Jaguars, though, because I mean, we talked about it a couple of months ago. They're taking the tarps off, and that's a big risk. They talk about that all the time about how it was such an eyesore and how psychologically it was hard for them to come to work every day and see those tarps. But good home schedule or not, there were games last year when the stadium wasn't completely full, and they like to think back to the Buffalo game. Well, that was a playoff game. You're not playing a playoff game eight times a year or seven times a year minus the London game. You've got to be able to fill the stadium, you know, against the Clevelands of the world and, you know, the Lions of the world and the teams that aren't going to bring as many fans if you're going to take the tarps off. So it's going to be, you know, if it's going to work, it's going to have to be the people in Jacksonville buying a lot of season tickets, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a gamble, and you're going to see empty seats for a lot of these home games. That's just the way it is. Um, so it's you know they don't have to they don't have to worry about a blackout rule, uh, but uh, you know they're they're banking on this year's schedule plus another uh, another uh, successful team will just carry them over the top. Where starting in 2019 is that fans are going to watch buy tickets to watch the Jaguars, not watch who the Jaguars are playing. Other thing is interesting. I asked Lamping about it afterwards. Is they made a big segment of this presentation about the military how they're going to move the fourth quarter bell to the uh, you know, other end zone, you know, veteran of the game, et cetera, et cetera. I said, hey, you know, was this a me culpa for the organization after taking a knee last year and it didn't work out? And, you know, he was like, at first he was like, well, we've always supported the military and, and contributed, which is true. Uh, I told Mark, I get that. But he also said, hey, you know, if this, this shows some people that may have been disappointed to give the Jaguars a second chance, that's terrific too. So, you know, I think that was uh, definitely calculated on their front. Yeah, I think, um, I think that's a good idea because sort of as an organization, you can set the values that you want uh, and obviously supporting the militaries and, or supporting the military, supporting, uh, you know, minorities. They talked about, you know, having more Hispanic fans and catering to them with the Spanish channel, that sort of thing. I think that's a really good tone to set. So then on sort of the micro level, you can let your players express their individuality a little bit more. You know, maybe... Uh, you know, if there are guys who, which I, I think the kneeling thing, you know, is probably done. They didn't kneel for, you know, even the second half of last year. But if there are more things, more players speaking out, sort of feeling, expressing their own opinion that people don't agree with. But you can look back and say, okay, well, as an organization, the philosophy is we want to incorporate and promote the military. I think that will keep some people from walking away. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, and I, I think the biggest takeaway today is they're going to have a dog pound. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know uh, several people who were pretty excited about that, one being our columnist who uh, wanted to opine about it, but I don't think he's going to. But uh, well, I'll admit, I'm pretty excited as well. As a, somebody who lives downtown and has a dog, obviously I'll well, be working. How many but, dogs How many dogs are they going to fit? I mean, like, is it going to be in the shade for the hot days and stuff like that? But It's got some logistical um, problems. They're only going to do it for game days, which is fine because who else is – I mean, you're not going to bring your dog downtown to do it any other time. But are people leaving their dogs they're in the game with people? And then there's, like, a checking out process? Or is it for – because if you bring your dog downtown for a game, you're not going to then take the dog back home before the game starts. So it's sort of like – are you trusting people there to leave it with them and you know figure out what they're going to do with the dog for three hours? I mean, what if twenty five thousand people show up with dogs one day? I mean, it's it's a pretty cool yeah, idea. Like, I do like it, but uh, a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, uh, like all right, uh, let's just move on. Let's get to the next slide. Mark. Come on, get yeah, the exactly. show. Bro. But 
Uh, you know, let's you know while we're, let's, uh, since we're hitting all the uh, points here, um, you know, talk about uh, the big concert event on September second. Yeah, so it'll be Leonard Skinner in their what's left of Leonard Skinner in their farewell tour uh, with, as you mentioned, WWE Hall of Famer Kid Rock and uh, country music artist ah. Jason Aldean. Uh, I, I'll say I'm not a big country guy. I joked on Twitter that I was hoping it was going to be a Black Keys reunion tour coming to Everbank or uh, you know maybe something crazy like YouTube. That would have been much more fun in my opinion. But I do like Jason Aldean. I think he's pretty talented. Obviously, Leonard Skinner strikes a accord with everybody in Jackson when they were you know playing the sweet home alabama song and stuff i thought uh, people were going to start taking off their shirts and swinging them over their head today it's gonna be a lot well, of swing and ties but you know I, I, I mean i understand it. it plays to this audience i don't really fit that audience but they're not you know it, what do i care i'm just a guy well uh in all honesty when they brought the two guys up i had to ask you what band are they from yeah <laughs> <laughs> But I thought they were good. I mean, I don't know them from anybody, but, you know, they're, you know, rock and rollers. But I thought they were great with their enthusiasm to playing at home. No, that uh, was good. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was probably, uh, honestly, one of the more interesting parts of the day is you have a couple of guys who have been in Jacksonville for most of their lives. They connect with the people here and, you know, clearly they wanted to be a part of this, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, so that wraps Kid Rock, up uh, yeah, Kid Rock will be an interesting one, though. That could get a little yeah. wild. Yeah. So, but and it's going to be in the stadium and not the amphitheater. So, I bet I they probably won't sell that out, but I bet they get a pretty darn good crowd for that. Yeah, it's Labor Day weekend, uh, so it'd be interesting to see if the Jaguars play Week One at home. Uh, how the field will hold up after that. Yeah, you mentioned. Uh, playing week one at home the schedule comes out thursday night so when people are listening to this maybe it's come out maybe it hasn't we'll have more of that obviously on uh jacksonville.com and in friday's times union but what are you looking forward to uh for the schedule is there anything that you're interested in finding out aside from how many prime time games games the jaguars get yeah well i'm always interested to see how they finish up uh you know the uh you know of the last four games remember last year they played three out of their last five uh at home they played three in a row at home in december won all three of those and then you know lost uh, on the road but um you know where do they you know to me it's always week one wins their bye um and what are their last couple of games so we'll see if they open up uh you know on the road in week one and also you know the prime time thing is is interesting for the fans as well very good well we'll definitely be looking for that in friday's times union as well as everything that you wrote from the state of the franchise and everybody was there we had you know half the times union staff there today uh, getting their reporting chops going uh so look for that in uh friday's Florida times union and online at jackson.com uh thanks for listening ryan thanks so much for joining us all right, Phil. All right have a good one.